All right. Hey, guys. Welcome in. It's College Sports Cast with Talking Kentucky. We have Coleman Scott and Caden on with us from Talking Kentucky today. We're kind of doing a big blue New Year's Eve post game special um, between the two shows. And if we're doing this right, this should be on both channels their Facebook channel and their Facebook page through Talking Kentucky and also through the four streams that we do at College Sportscast on our Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitch, and channel. So, hey, Caden. Hey, Coleman. How are you guys? Doing well, and I think you're correct. I think it is coming through uh, our Facebook page, too. So we should be on a lot of different stuff here. So hopefully we have some people jump on and uh, talk the good and the bad, and there's plenty of both. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of both for, on both both teams, I would say. So it was a big day for Kentucky fans. Um, there was a there was a choice to make, actually, um, you know, which one you were going to do. They were actually played at the exact same time. You had Louisville, Kentucky, which has always been one of the huge rivalry games in the in college basketball, period, um, playing today at. Uh, 11 central time, noon eastern time. And then at the very same time, you had the Music City Bowl, Iowa and Kentucky coming on and playing. So I know you guys just answered this, So, but who did you watch today mostly or did you back and forth? Well, me personally, uh, I, I intended to mostly watch the football game, actually. Um, but then seeing how that started going, uh, I ended up most, mostly watching the basketball game, um, which, uh, but I did, I didn't do the split screen thing. I was going to have like my computer or my iPad up and then have one up on the TV too. I mean, there's much different ways you could do this. That was going to be my method, but I ended up just taking the old, uh, switching between the channels kind of approach. And, um, yeah, I ended up mostly watching the basketball game and glad I did. Cause that ended up being the better one to watch today. So. <laughs> Yeah, you're right about that. Caden, I think you said you watched mostly the basketball game too, right? Yeah, I watched mostly the the basketball game. And I actually had I had CBS on the TV for the basketball game. And uh, momentarily, I had uh, ESPN on my phone. But at halftime, I saw that the score was, what, 21 to 0. So I quickly decided I probably would not finish the football game. <laughs> well, so... I stuck it out with the football. I've been a little on the irritated side with the basketball program the last week and a half, two weeks, just to be honest with you. Um, and <laughs> and and the I, I was just so you know if they laid an egg against Louisville today, I just couldn't watch it. I really couldn't. I mean. Louisville is now two and twelve, and probably the worst Louisville team I've ever seen in my entire life. So, um, I mean, really, I'm still they trying are. to figure I mean, out whether they were, are that bad, or if we have gotten better. I, I still can't figure out which one it is. Yeah, I mean, I, they're pretty bad now. I'm telling you. I mean, I've seen them earlier in the year, and they had like. 13 points with um, like 14 minutes to go in the second half in one game. Um, I mean, they were 
That's atrocious. Robert Rhodes is in our chat room. He said he watched the basketball game. Um, Robert's on with us a lot. So I just wanted to throw that up real quick. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I was, like I said, I've been a little upset with the whole basketball thing. Um, you know, I I don't know if y'all listened. Did y'all hear uh, Matt Jones, like, 14-minute monologue on the state of the program, like, a couple of days ago? game? I yeah. did, yeah. I Well, he did it. Did y'all hear that? Yeah, well, he like, did one after the UCLA game, and then he did one after, um, you know, of course, after we lost to Missouri, too. And, yeah, I thought he said a lot of, a lot of great stuff in there. I mean, I agreed with a lot of it. A lot of it was spot on, so. I'm not uh, – I mean – I pay attention to KSR. I'm not that big of a Matt Jones fan, and I'm just going to be honest with you, but he really did he really did hit the nail on the head with uh with his monologue on kind of the state. I think it was the one after the Missouri game. I believe is the one. It was like 14 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, KSR posted I, a video of him of him talking um basically summarizing those points he made in that post game. And I think I shared it to our page at one point and made some, some great points there too. So Josh Hart's on, I know he's tied with you guys um, uh, in talking Kentucky and he says L's down. So I wanted to show that as well. L's down forever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He double dipped our show the other night. He, he called in twice. So that was probably called in twice. This is our first uh, <laughs> two calls in one day. Yeah. From Josh. So, and he said L's yeah. down both times yeah. for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I figured um, you guys would like to see that, so I threw that one up there. Um, you know, the football today, gosh, I mean, it's just, just an opportunity. slipped away, really. Um, I thought pound for pound, our played just as well as Iowa's defense, who is a top five defense in the country. Um, and – I mean, if you look at the stats, they may have played just a tad better. Do you realize that Iowa 0 for 11 on third down conversions today? I was just going to pull up that stat. I was just going to shut that out. Yeah, I mean, we play well enough to win defensively, as we did most um, games this year. If we didn't have Brad White, uh, I don't don't know what we would have done this year. I don't know if we would have even – have been bowl eligible, but I mean, we played enough well enough to win today defensively for sure. We did absolutely, and the the biggest take that I have with the football is, man, we took some huge steps back on the offensive side of the ball this year. Um, I'm hoping, and I know that he's supposed to, and I'm hoping Coem does come back and. Um, we can find a little magic from 21, I guess, uh, because the offense, I mean, I'm looking at the game today and I'm watching the game and I, I just, I, I noticed some things. So where's the slant routes? Where's the post routes? Where's the tight end routes where you dump it down to a tight end? I don't think we threw it to a tight end one time today, not once. 
No. It, well, we had a lot of tight ends opt out of this game, you know, which was a concern for me going into the game is that we had several either that were injured or opted out. Um, and uh, I mean, what it was Keaton Upshaw is in the transfer portal. Is that right? So he's he not on the team anymore. Um, right. I don't think Brendan Bates played. So Brendan Bates yeah, had a I mean, surgery or something. He had surgery. That's right. Yeah. Uh, right. Then there was another. There's another one that that just opted out. I think, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, but that's a big part of our game. And, and you know, I don't think Vince Merrill ended up calling the the plays today. I think it was actually our wide receiver coach Scott Woodward that called the plays. And Vince called a lot of the yeah. plays. I thought we were going to see a lot of tight end stuff. Um, that being said, though, even though we didn't you know, kind of mix it up like that. I do think we were more aggressive offensively than we were all season. I mean, we, we threw a lot of passes down the field at least, which maybe if we had Will Levis, we connect on some of those and we're able to, uh, you know, and if we have C-Rod too, maybe we're able to open up our offense even more. But the, the play calling, I thought was more aggressive ultimately, despite us not even having an offensive coordinator. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, I thought Scott Woodward, as far as the offense looking better than it has, you know, the last four or five games under Skangarillo, I mean, I looked better. I just I just noticed when I'm watching it, you know, they're they're pounding their tight ends. Does That's the only plays they had about two or three big plays, I guess, on the offensive side of the ball that you would consider big plays, and they, they were all ends, tight end plays. Yeah, I think it was two um, things. I think it was really two things that beat us today where I was tight ends then our pick sixes, a couple of pick sixes that we threw. Um, well, if it weren't for those pick sixes, you know, those – I mean, those are completely on Destin Wade, right? I mean, that's – you can't blame that on the coaches. I mean, that was his, his decision-making there, and unfortunately – you know, it's in his first start, first collegiate start. He has to go against the best defense in the country. So, that, you know, sucks. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah. if it weren't for that, we're in that game. Um, so, it, it didn't help, though, that we had so many opt-outs. I mean, the tight ends are our deepest position. We had those opt-outs or, you know, people that are just injured. Then Will Levis and C-Rod opting out uh, just didn't help us today at all. Speaking of, speaking of opting out, Brad, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. What do you think about this whole opt out thing? Whenever they're not injured or anything, they just they just want to opt out to protect their the draft stock. Because I, I saw a lot of people follow- complain about this on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter or anything, you'll know um, I've been tweeting a lot of stuff about Alabama and the stuff that they've been saying on on the whole opt out and Will Anderson and Bryce Young and, and Nick Saban's been on this too. He had a video press conference thing leading up to the sugar bowl. I think yesterday um, where he was asked about it and, you know, um, my, you just don't like, I, I, for me, you don't quit on your team. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see, you see your team out through the end. That to me now, if you've got nagging injuries or you have a real injury that's keeping you out, um, but if you let's you know, you could have some nagging injuries that's been going on all season long that you've been trying to play through and things like that. That's what happened to Brendan Bates, by the way. Um, he had an injury, 
um, in the preseason, actually, in practice and okay. played the yeah. entire season mm-hmm. uh, and played the entire season with that injury um, and just said, he, you know, he just didn't do it anymore. Um, and, and I understand that. Um, those type of deals, I understand. But um, I don't know, man. Caden, the whole opt-out thing, I, you know, to me, if you're going to uh, be a teammate – and uh, you know you're going to sign up to be on this team, then you should see the see it out and see oh, it through. Um, I completely I agree. agree. On that. Yeah, we we definitely agree. I mean, on that. I mean, and uh, I think I saw this for the first time on on your page, Brad, on on College Sportscast uh, page. This video of Nick Saban talking about his opinion on opting out. And uh, and the whole rationale of preparing yourself for the NFL draft, um, he was like, "Well, what do you mean? Like, if you opt right. out, the best way to prepare yourself for the NFL draft is to play football. You get twelve opportunities and to play to the big team. games. You yeah, know. to play. The yeah, big and he games. was like, and play the big games. You know, presumably yeah. a bowl game is going to be uh, is a big game, right? And I think that with the absence of Scangarillo, in my opinion, you know." Uh, with the absence of Scangarillo and having the aggressive play calling um, that we had, it could have been an opportunity for Will Levis to improve his draft stock and C-Rod to improve his draft stock with opening up the offense, not having an offensive coordinator and just going out there and letting loose and, and uh, you know, what he had to lose at that point. So, Well, so my uh, Levis played through some injuries this year. Um, and, you know, I think – I mean, he, he took a beating. The offensive line, I mean, honestly, he took a beating all year long. Um, and, you know, there's a part of me that says, okay, I kind of understand that. C-Rod, I really don't – I mean, he missed the first four games because of the suspension. And you would think that he would want to finish the year. That – that's just my take on it. Um, and then Carrington Valentine, I don't even know to go with that one. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like he, he opts out and says he's going to enter the draft. Well, he had that statement. He said he thinks he's accomplished everything there is to accomplish in college football, which is just not the case. I mean, he's a great player, but that's just not true. And then there was rumors no. he was going to transfer to Louisville, which would arguably be the opposite of entering the NFL draft. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what where that came from. Uh, you know that that um, that confused me too, for sure. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, you know, I exactly what to think about that that one. Um, so I, I really. There's things with when it, when it comes to that that I'm just not sure about. Um, so we, you know, Kentucky did have some opt outs, and to be honest with you, this is probably one of the first years that we've had some opt out opt outs. I th- I think in the Mark Stoops era, this is the first time that we. Well, that's not true. This is this is the first like. I guess year that I would count us having opt outs. Our our only other opt out before this year, I believe was uh, when Kelvin Joseph opted out, but he was kind of pushed out because of his, like, team chemistry sort of, like, attitude toward the team wasn't that great. He was kind of a toxic um, person in the locker room. 
So they kind of pushed him out, I think, and that was just sort of a mutual decision. But as far as like players themselves deciding to opt out, I think this is like the first time we've had true opt outs in the Mark Stoops era. So, so I've done a just so you guys know, I did a, 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 a preview show with NFL Outdated, um, who the guy that is on NFL Outdated is an Iowa fan. And so we did a preview of the Music City Bowl on Wednesday. And uh, the very first thing that I said on the show, we had keys to the game. And my very first key was UK turnovers versus Iowa takeaways. That was my very first key to the game. And, I mean, you can clearly see that that's that was a huge, huge thing in the you know in the show in the game today. Um, and then I'll tell you, after watching the game, I thought there was about three things, three plays, maybe um, that was a huge difference in the game as well. You know, we took some sh- shots down the field with with Destin Wade today. Um, and we took we took a few shots down the field and we missed them all. Um, we took a few with with Barry Brown. I'm, I'm trying to think. There might even have been one with Dane Key. I think late in the game. Um, I think so. That we, yeah. that we tried to take. I'm pretty sure there was. Um, but we missed every one of them. Um. And, you know, that's – if we hit a couple of those, it's a different ballgame. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe if we have Will Levis, we do. Um, but I was impressed with Destin Wade's arm, though I didn't know he had that much of an arm on him, actually. I thought he was just more of a, a scrambler. But, I mean, he could throw it downfield. I know he didn't connect on any of them, but um, he had some ability there for sure. It's just decision-making. Um, obviously cost us a couple scores, and that's unfortunate. But, I mean, can you fault him? I mean, his first start was against one of the best defenses in the country. So. And he's a true freshman. He's playing high school football 12 months ago. And now he's going against a top yeah. five defense in college football. I mean, Caden, don't you think that would be hard to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I was going to ask why why did we choose him over the guy who subbed in for uh Will Levis um whenever he was injured? Oh, Kyra Sharon. Yeah. Yeah, Kyra Sharon. I you know, I, I really don't know the answer to that other than the game was in Nashville. That could have been part of it for sure. I'm uh, just I think I'm just that- I'm just throwing that out yeah. there. Yeah, I think we saw that Kyra Sharon, I mean, like didn't have the best decision making either against South Carolina. So, I mean, I don't know. I think they intended to play all three guys really uh, more than they did. Um, But who knows? Who knows what was going on in the locker room and everything? But I mean, Deuce Hogan, too, played at Iowa. There's a storyline there of him playing against his old team, too. But right. 
Yeah, maybe it was the Nashville thing. Yeah, I mean, certainly that was a big storyline for Barry and Brown playing in his hometown as a freshman. He had a lot of family at the game. And yeah, Destin Wade, I think they said on the broadcast, had over 100 uh, friends and family members that were in attendance at the game. So, wow. Yeah. So you had so you had yeah. Barry and Brown and Dest and Destin Wade both starting on the offense as true freshmen from Nashville, getting to go back home to play in the Titan Stadium. And I I mean you can Mark Stoops can say that that didn't have something to do with it. You know what I mean? But not I, more than yeah, likely I think so. it did. I, I think I think it did, and people were comparing this to like a spring game, right, to like a blue-white game. And, of course, Stoop shot that down. Like, no, we're going to win. Like, this is – we're not looking at this as a exhibition game or something like that. But in all reality, that's really what it was, right? I we're mean, going like, to win. We wouldn't have opt-outs. <laughs> well, that's that's true, Caden. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that ultimately, like, does this game matter? in terms of our, I guess, sort of progression and momentum into next year, not really, because how many people that played today are going to be key factors next year? Maybe, maybe Barry and Brown, maybe Dane Key, and then defensively Dion Walker. Like, those are the big guys. But, like, really our team is going to look much different, especially at offensive line um, and at quarterback, obviously, and running back. You know, with this Vanderbilt kid we got transferring in, looks like he's 40. What's his name? Something, something Jefferson. Davis. Is that right? Okay. Ray Davis. Oh, Davis. Oh, Ramon Jefferson's the other kid. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ramon Jefferson's the one that might come back. Okay, uh, Dave. He Ray got Davis. hurt. He got hurt in in like the first game or something. And, and he tore his uh, he tore his ACL on the first play, his very first snap. Yeah. He tore his ACL. That's that's so unfortunate. It was like a 10-yard right. game, too. I was like, heck, yeah, this guy's going to be good. While well, we have C-Rod out, tears his ACL <laughs> first play. Right, like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, people expect him to apply for another year. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he will. But, yeah, we're going to have – we're going to be stacked next year offensively. And, and having Liam Cohen, too, like that's going to happen. Like, And we're automatically going to be better. I don't care who we have. Uh, what kind of personnel we have to, to have Liam Cohen as a play caller? We're automatically going to be more. Um, I hope. I hope you're. I hope you're right, Coleman. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, I think so. I think I am. I bet, but we'll see. I mean, only time will tell. But uh, I mean, the I thing mean, for me about they can't really announce it yet because of the you right know, because they're in in play still oh, yeah. in the NFL. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, the thing about Liam Cohen is he knows how to get the ball to the best players. I mean, we had one wide receiver threat last year. It was Wandale Robinson. And we were going against just as tough as an of an Iowa defense. We, it's weird we played Iowa on the first day of 2022 and the last day of 2022. That's just like <laughs> that how many times that's happened. But, you know, yeah, they were a is. stacked defense then. And oh, they yeah. were a stacked defense then. And, uh, you know, we were able to take Will Levis and just we were able to get it to Wandale Every single play, well, we had that. Wandale, Wandale made some really spectacular plays and catches. catches. I mean, he really did. Yeah, everybody, everybody remembers his move and his juke at the end and getting to the yeah. like one. Everybody remembers, but most people don't remember. There was a play, second or he third got, play, and 
in that drive where he got he come off a slant. He come off of a slant and caught the pass and didn't even have a chance to turn around and got hammered. I don't know how he hung on to that ball. Yeah, don't know how. He got hammered. And not only did he hang on to the ball, which was a miracle, he got back up. Like, he jumped up like nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He had to win Octane. He's a – He's a little dude too. He's from my hometown. He's from he's from Frankfurt. And I've stood next to him, you know, and he's he's about my height or if not shorter. And the fact he's an NFL receiver is just like mind blowing to me. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the play that, that nobody taught for that game last year that amazes me. I mean, he had two other plays in that drive that was amazing. Okay, I'm not going to say that they're not. They were. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when he got smoked on that catch and hung on to it and then jumped right back up ready for the next play, I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, this dude's got something. Yeah. And I hope now you he's know, torn ACL, have, I think. We still we have guys that are Wondell-esque, you know, Tavion Robinson, Barry and Brown, and these things that we try to run, these little – like slant routes and stuff too, but we just get caught in the backfield. Obviously the O-line like didn't help that this year. And then I think today the absence of tight ends uh, hurt us in blocking too and, and, and creating some space for those guys to make plays. It did. I think Justice Dingle, I mean, we had a whole lot of um, freshmen on that field today, either freshmen or red shirt freshmen, a whole lot. All right, Caden, we'll switch it to some basketball talk. <laughs> we'll talk about the Louisville. Yeah, I got some, what's, I got what's some opinions. We'll talk we'll talk about a little Louisville and Kentucky basketball here real quick. So um game the game turned out much more like it probably should have than what I was worried about. So because I was worried That's about true. the game. I'm not going to lie. I, I think it should have been a 50-point win, so I don't think it was completely what it should have been, but we, we were all a little worried. Them more. Yeah, we should, we should have beaten them by more, but, I mean, we covered. So we covered by half a point, but we covered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was 22 was and a half, half or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, spread was yeah, 22 and, and a half. It was pretty much the same guy's – Playing well, Casey Wallace and Oscar, obviously, but I think Toppin played really well today. Um, he goes, he's kind of goes on on spurts of of playing really well, and then other games he's kind of not really there. But if we could have him more consistently, it'd be a big deal. Well, I'm probably gonna have a very unpopular opinion about Toppin. Okay. No, we probably agree. Yeah, we probably <laughs> but, doing, <laughs> but doing this, listen, doing this against a two and twelve Louisville team. Exactly. Yeah, you notice really we shoot not really that, well against teams that are three hundred in the country. Oh yeah, worse. we we shot sixty percent today. I mean, against a horrible team. Um, but you get anybody that's physical with us and will run and gun with us. And and beat us down the floor and um, keep us from fast break points, and we have to set up in half court offense all the time, and we're a completely different team. 
Um, and I would say the same thing with Toppin. I, I want to see you do it against Arkansas. I want to see you do it against Alabama. I want to see you do it against Kansas when we play Kansas later in the season. That's the CJ Frederick was the same way too. Yeah, he's hurt now, but yeah, you know, and that's listen. Toppin is super athletic, but this Louisville team was undersized, not nearly as athletic as he is, and. He had a great game against him, and he should. I mean, honestly, he should have a great game against him. Don't you guys think so? Yeah, he should. Well, that's the big thing about today is that it was with Louisville, it was kind of a lose-lose situation. Uh, you know, if we were – if we lost to Louisville, it's going to be catastrophic, right? And we beat him. It would have been. Yeah, obviously. But we beat him. I mean, it would have been. And, uh, but now people are like, well, it's Louisville though. Like, this is just, this is fake. Like, are we actually better now or is it just Louisville? Is it just because unless it was cats by 90, people would be mad either way. But I, I have to say though, I think that I know Louisville's bad, but I think we played with a different sort of energy today than we did against Missouri. I, I think we played way harder today against Louisville than we did against Missouri. And and I don't care who you're playing. I think that that effort. It was that rub too, though. So that probably makes a difference. You got the home crowd behind you, the energy behind you. But Toppin, so it was that rub I mean, going, going back to Toppin, I mean, Toppin looked like he was asleep against Missouri. I mean, he looked like he was – I mean, there was that one jump ball that he was, like, going for, and he was just sort of, like, like looking over the bench, like, what do you want me to do? And he, like, you know, was playing all loose and everything. But today he just I don't know he he played with more energy I felt like and I, it, maybe it's as simple as that for him I mean Toppin might be the most athletic dude we have on the team you know uh, and if he if he just goes for it right if he just like attacks and and plays with that energy I think he's going to set himself up for success way more you know so I'm going to show this so so Martha is on with us she had a I, I didn't get to read all <laughs> oh, of Marcia. the one that she yeah. did. Uh, but Marsha's on. She's she's getting on me for my topping comments. So I just thought I would. But I knew that. I, I mean, loves, I, I knew that. I'm, but I'm a. But I'm I'm I've been a basketball fan and play and coach, not at that level, but all my life. And this team just doesn't look like they're having fun in some of these games go watch the ucla yeah. game go watch go watch yeah. the gonzaga game re-watch those games and tell me if you think this, this team is having fun they're enjoying playing basketball when's the last time we the had University a team that like they were having fun the last team that looked like they were having fun may have been uh the monk monks team they, did monks team yeah and mm-hmm. then maybe they cried maybe, when we lost yeah maybe the 19 team um with Tyler Hero, yeah, maybe, maybe. yeah. I, 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 I mean, that team was good, but they felt it felt tight though. Like I think that's why we lost to Auburn. We shouldn't have lost to Auburn. We just beat Auburn by almost forty, like a couple weeks before that, and then we lost to them. Like, how's that happen? You know, yeah. Um, 
But uh, you know, you 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 uh, there are some positive stats from today's game. I mean, you mentioned uh, that not we, the free throw shooting, not the free throw shooting, no. <laughs> but we did shoot 30, 33 for fifty five from the field today, as sixty percent, as you said, Brad. Uh, that was the best shooting performance Kentucky has ever had against Louisville today. So I mean, wow. that's that's a positive takeaway. So yeah, I mean, they did shoot better today. Um, which if they're going to turn into a good team, and I'm saying that in turning into a good team, shooting is going to be an absolute necessary thing. Um, What gets me, everybody wants to talk about like the three-point shooting. This team is struggling with three-foot floaters and, 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 you know, and bank shots, you know, right at the basket and layups. And, like, you can go watch a couple of those te- those games that I just mentioned and count the percentage that we are shooting from four foot in at the basket. Mm-hmm. I mean, these type of players that we have at Kentucky, should probably be hitting 75 or 80% of those shots that are four yeah. foot and in, five foot and in. I mean, you should the probably throws. be hitting. It but we don't like that. Was one game, that was one game, I can't remember if it was the UCLA game, but that was one game we literally, I think it was UCLA, we literally shot 50% from like layups. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. And, and dunks. Can't do yeah. Yeah. And, and dunks. dunks. Yeah. And dunks. Yeah. Yeah, that's there what was I mean. One, yeah, uh, absolutely, Caden. There, there was one. I can't remember what game it was. Maybe it was Missouri, but uh, Uganda uh, had. I mean, dude's like what seven seven one or something crazy. Uh, he had a wide open layup, and he he tried to like shoot a layup. Like I mean, he tried to lay it in. Just dunk it, yeah. man. He was like wide open on a fast break, nobody around him. I'm like, just like you don't even have to jump, like just dunk it, you know, like and he missed it. Um right. it it just frustrates things like that, just like little fundamental things. Although speaking of fundamental things, this was kind of funny. I mean, Louisville is really bad. Did you see Caden uh when they were on the sideline today, like moved on the sideline and, and it was there was yeah, that they called an offensive bread? offensive interference and then Louisville tried to run on the baseline to him. Yeah, they, they tried to run the baseline. Yeah, Kenny about lost his mind. <laughs> I've never seen Kenny Payne like mad until until now, until he's a head coach. It's just weird to see him like yelling <laughs> on the sidelines. He's usually just all smiles and, and chill. Calm. But, yeah. 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 This is the he, first time he, I've seen he that. He always was. Game, no, but speaking of Kenny, uh after the game he did give some – I don't know if Kentucky fans feel this way, but he did give some praise to Kentucky. After the game, Kenny said, I don't care what anyone says, they are one of the best teams in college basketball. Kenny Payne said that about Kentucky today. So maybe he's right. I don't know. We haven't really seen it yet, but maybe that will turn out to be true. The other thing, did you all see our future coach um, as one of the commentators? (laughs) Yeah, Brad, I don't know if you know, but Caden and I – uh, we want Jay Wright to be our next basketball coach. Oh yeah, I seen that he was one of the commentators. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Matter of fact, he loved was, Louisville. Though you could tell he loved Louisville. Yeah. When I, when I was when I was looking through the stuff like after the game, 
I was like, what in the crap is Jay Wright doing there? And then I realized he was part of the uh, commentator team. Because <laughs> they, they had, like, pictures and stuff. And I, it, just, it showed Jay Wright, like, shaking – I think it was Coach Cal's hand, I think, or something. He was shaking, leaning over, shaking his hand. I was like, why is Jay right there? <laughs> but then I realized he said that he's never game. played. He's never played. Um, he's never took his team to Rupp Arena. I thought that was interesting. I guess we've never played. I guess we've only played Villanova in the tournament or something. Well, speaking of post-game comments and coaches, too, Calipari did kind of own up to some things post-game today. Um, regarding Kentucky's struggle so far, he said, quote, most of it is my fault. Uh, I'll figure it out after a while. You see, I shortened the rotation today. Maybe that's what we need to do, but it was about deliberate play. He's taking a little bit of the blame, saying most of it's my fault. Uh, <laughs> I love that he always, he just says, yeah, I'll figure it out after a while. You know, we'll, we'll get there. Well, Instead so. Not, uh, he said it's not life and this death. Short- yeah. But you know, uh, whole, the, I think I forget who what who is Bill Raftery or so, somebody on on CBS. One he of the said it is. Today. He was like, ah, "Be careful saying that around here. It actually is life and death." So <laughs> I hate to tell him honestly, it kind of is. So, um, <laughs> but I want to say this about the whole short shortened rotation deal. And I this is not something I I've just said this year. I said it last year. I've said it the year before that. That is something that John Calipari goes to almost every single year. And against a bad team like Louisville, if he wants to play six players, we can get away with that. You go up against some of these better physical teams that we are going to have to play through the SEC in Kansas and the NCAA tournament, you're not going to get away with that. And I don't understand why he doesn't get that. I mean, guys, where is Damian Collins? Where yeah, is he? I mean, he, he made he some a few minutes today about, about many. Yeah, three, he, he made think. some kind of comment about. I think it's three, Caden. <laughs> three minutes. He played three minutes today. I think that's uh, what I've seen. Yeah, three minutes. And he made some kind of comment like it's Damien's turn next. Why? Do, why do we have to take turns? Why can't it just be everybody's turn? I mean, against Missouri, why didn't why didn't Damien play? Damien didn't play any minute. He didn't play one second. He didn't play at all against Missouri. Uh, and nothing was working that game. What would would have been the harm in putting Damien out there? You know, uh, but he yeah, played. I, I thought when Damien was in today, he played well. I just like Damien. We 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 just had a conversation about Toppin, okay, and all of his athleticism and everything. Damien Collins might be just as athletic as Jacob Toppin. And now, is he as far as as far as long? Like you know, in his in his play, probably not. But he's been sitting on the bench for a year and a half. I mean, you have you have to give guys you have to give guys some some PT some playing time 
in real live games against real live opponents with the lights on and the clock ticking, and they have to have that. You know, something that's something that's interesting um, relating to uh, limited, like what six or seven man rotation is that Toppin, uh, Shibway, and Wallace combined for sixty five of our eighty six points. Probably due to that. <laughs> but I thought that was so. Here you go. So three you guys. have a six man. So you have a six man rotation, and you're counting on three guys to do all your scoring. What happens? when Cason Wallace has another two for 13 shooting performance. Guess we're going to lose. Exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen, guys. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Clyde, hey, and Hammonds, you keep saying on here, I sent you an inv- an e- your own email. I also sent you um, in the Twitter messenger, I sent a invite. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about, but anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. He's, mention it in he's giving the you chat. Crap. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, I sent his I sent it in his own email first of all, and then I sent it on the Twitter uh, message thing that we have. Was he doing last wrong, man. On, on there telling you you need to shave the whole time, wasn't he? I saw watched a little yeah, bit of your yeah. one of your all's episodes. Yeah. So last show we did the 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 he was uh, having to watch the Dallas Cowboys game, so he wasn't on with us then either. Poor so. guy. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Right. There was See, uh, look, another. There he is again. <laughs> is he still in there? What's he saying? He says, "Why am I not on the show, Hammonds?" You have invites, <laughs> two of them. As a matter of fact, two of them. Oh man! Well, speaking of two of them, today for the second time ever, Kentucky had two players score at least twenty-four points against Louisville in the same game. Today was Jacob Toppin and Oscar Sheboy. Last time, the only other time in history that's happened was in '91 with Jamal Mashburn and John Pelfrey. So. That's another good stat. What, I mean, it's not it's not bad. What year did you say? 91. What year did you say? 91? Mm-hmm. I will say this. I really loved the 1993 Jamal Mashburn throwback unis. Yes. Today. We just – we need – I made a post on our page. We just need to wear those, like, from, from now on. It does, I don't think it has anything to do with how we play. I don't believe in any of that. I just like how they look. And No, uh, I, people, me too. Yeah, people on our page were like, "Oh, why? It's just Louisville. Calm down. They're only two and eleven. Like, it's not." And I'm like, "No, I just like how the uniforms look. That's all. I just want." Well, for me, okay. So I graduated high school in 1993. To be honest with you, I'm a little older than you guys. (laughs) But Mash 2015. (laughs) Mash was one of my all-time favorite players, and I loved. Um, when you go back and look at some of his photos and stuff, that's one of the uniforms that you always see Jamal Mashburn in. And I just loved the fact that they picked the 1993 uniforms that, uh, you know, that Mash took us to the Final Four in. Yep, yep. Coleman and I went to the Florida A&M game. We got to see the Duke uniforms we were wearing. <laughs> you got to see the black, <laughs> black and blue. Yeah. The black, Man. yeah. I'm not 
honestly, I know that the young kids and everything today, they like that stuff. And I mean, the recruits and stuff, you know, they like that stuff. Um, but I'm not big on the whole black. Um, I've never liked not- us wearing black uniforms. It's just, it's Duke. Yeah. It's not our colors, you know, like I'm blue and white all the way. I, I did like yeah. the silver ones that we wore one time. I think it was the Anthony Davis year. One game we wore like the platinum, like silver. I thought those were cool. Right. Um, but black is no, that's Duke. No, we can't wear black. Speaking of clothing, yeah. I just want to make this known. Coleman pulled a fast one on me. You see that hat he's got on there? Uh huh. I don't have one. Hey, I, I'm, I'm going to get over. This was a late Christmas <laughs> present. This was a late Christmas You don't present. have one? I don't have one. <laughs> is, that, is that on the way? It's it's on the way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, it's it's in the uh, mail. It's a good conversation starter, you know. It's yeah. like, what's talking Kentucky? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, you glad know, you that's know. good. Got word around. So, <laughs> all right. So, call my phone number. If y'all want to call in, we'll open up the phone number. Just give me a second and I'll get it pulled up here, get it on the screen. Now, this is through talking Kentucky. You're going to be, Coleman's going to answer the phone and kind of give when they do this. Um, so here's the phone number. You can call in at 502-234-1504. And I'll put that on the screen. I know Clyde likes to call in for Talking Kentucky. So and he was on here Indeed. a few minutes ago. Um, Clyde and Marsha and Josh. And we've got a lot of, a lot of Talking Kentucky faithful on here, it seems like. Uh Right. It, it, maybe even John can call in if he wants to get in on the show since he got that point. I don't know what's up with John Hammonds. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> check his, uh, check your emails. All I know. <laughs> um, hey, John, I listen to. I've been li- getting to listen to a little bit of everything uh, lately with a little bit of extra time on my hands. I listened to Wildcat Sports Talk last night, and uh, John had a good call in. He ended the show with a good. Uh, John Hammond's uh, rant uh, about, oh, uh, about opting out. I was not, it wasn't about opting out. No, I think it was, gosh, it was about, it was just about Kentucky basketball. I think it was about the state of Kentucky basketball. He gave his like Matt Jones state of Kentucky basketball address. I thought it was really good, but Hey, we are getting a call here. Uh, I don't know who it is, but I'll answer it. So, okay. Hey, you're on with uh, talking Kentucky and college sports cast. Who's this? Hey, it's Josh. How you guys doing? Hey, Josh. Oh, hi, Josh. How's it going? You on the road? Yeah, I'm uh, about an hour, uh, about 30 minutes away from Texarkana, Texas. Hey, and I've been there a few times. Old neck of the woods, Caden, Texarkana, yeah. Texas. Are you going to stop through uh, Grand or whatever the name <laughs> of the town is and get some beer? Oh. <laughs> Granberry. Granberry. Grand- Grand- yeah. <laughs> yeah, Granberry. Did you get a chance to watch either Kentucky game this yeah. this morning, early a- afternoon? No, I didn't watch. I listened to them on the uh, on the on uh, 
haircut. I can I can't really watch mine driving, but um, I watched the football game. Started out with the football game, went to the basketball game, went back to the football game, and after they scored the touchdown, and then that kid threw the interception. I was like, "Well, we're beat." So I went back and I stayed with the basketball game. It's pretty much what I, I did. Yeah, they, they had a lot more energy, but it, again, like you guys have been saying, it's global. I mean, who, who is they? Who are they this year? They're really, I mean, we beat a nobody. We we didn't get to 30 like I wanted. I'm surprised we covered, but uh, I'm glad we won. But does this mean we're back? Not, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think we can say we're back yet. No, that's, but it's no, always good to be Not even world. close, Josh. Uh. But you know, so what? What would have been that number where we would have felt good about uh, about us sort of being better as versus Louisville just being bad? Ninety. Forty. Okay, that's for for me. I think it's I think it's thirty. Once we hit thirty, I probably feel comfortable about it. Twenties didn't really do it for me. No. I think it had to be at least 30, yeah. Hey, Josh, you said you listened yeah. to it. Uh, which one did Tom Leach do? Yeah, did, did Tom Leach football. do the football or the or the yeah, basketball football. game? Tom Leach did the football game, and okay. they had some other guys that I've never heard on radio. Okay. Uh, Goose Givens. So it, was, it was weird, <laughs> for sure. But Jack, Jack Goose Givens was one of them on the basketball radio call yeah but no, there was another no, guy there was a, yeah. there was another guy with him and i'm not exactly sure who that was yeah um well josh what are your takeaway i mean are you are you sad about the football i'm sure you're sad about the football loss but are you does it worry you at all or uh are you just kind of like well you know let's just move on past this season and get to next season um no it doesn't worry me because we had a lot of people give up on the team. Uh, I think they should have played. I'm with you guys. If you're there and you're healthy, then you should play. Uh, I liked Will Evans. I liked C-Rod. C-Rod missed four games, so there's no reason he should have opted out of nothing. But right. I think That's what I said. Levis should have played because he had a subpar season. I know he got beat up. I know the whole line was crap this year. But they, at the end of the year, they seemed like they gelled a little bit better, maybe just a, a little bit. And I think that he should have just played because I think he could have upped his draft stock maybe a little bit more by coming out and having a good performance. But, you know, it is what it is. That that, that old transfer portal's got college football, man. Yeah, we, we, we had the lottery getting some of them good players this year with the kid from Vanderbilt and the kid from NC State coming in next year. And Cohen's coming back, of course, but – Yeah, I, I think we'll I think we'll be fine. Well, Josh, uh, f- for you, uh, do you think for the next for the next Kentucky basketball game, at least uh, for LSU, how are you feeling about that game now? Do you, are you feel confident we can get that win? Is that that? Where's that? Is it Reparatus? It's a yeah. It's in Lexington. Uh, Tuesday night. We play Tuesday night, Josh. Uh, only for the fact, That's right. Only for the fact that it's in Reparatus. 
this LSU, I'd say we're going to lose. But maybe just because it's in rough, we'll, we'll pull the victory out. But uh, don't look them to, you know, do what they did versus the Lowell. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope they do, but uh, but yeah, hope, hopefully we can get the W. Nice. Well, you got anything so, else, Josh, before we uh, let you get back to your uh, your travels there? No, uh, just uh, last week we uh, made Louisville uh, kind of look bad today, but uh, still got a lot of work to do. Uh, took a little bit of heat off Calvary today. I am winning this game, and um, but uh, he's, he's not out of the woods yet. That's for Dagon, sir. Um, <laughs> That's but, true. <laughs> uh, you know, football no, it's not. That's done, and we just got to prepare for a better season next year. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I, I still don't think we're going to win the tournament this year at, at all. Uh, we got a long way to go before we're even talking about getting that ninth banner and that ninth title. So mm-hmm. uh, I just don't think, right now, I don't see it. Well, uh, we'll take it one game at a time, but maybe it'll be a new new year, new us for Kentucky basketball. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, well, happy happy New Year, Josh, and um, hey, thanks for calling in to our yeah. little side by side show here tonight. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate it, Josh. Thank you. Uh, uh, guys, are not supporting the uh, podcast. Please do so. Um, follow them on uh, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, uh, Spotify, uh, it's a really good show. Um, you'll start following other shows also. Um, so uh, let's go, Cats. Let's let's turn it around and let's uh, let's let's have a better uh, 2023. Hopefully, that's right. Go Cats, Josh. See you, Josh. Bye bye. All right. Looks like we Clyde got another says call. He's gonna call. It might be Clyde. Looks like we got another call on here. I don't know if it's Clyde or not. Hey, you're on with uh, Talking Kentucky and College Sportscast. Who's this? Hi, guys. It's Marsha. Oh, it's Marsha. Hey, Marsha. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> hey, Marsha. Um, I wasn't impressed today. Maybe you guys were, but I was. And I, I figured we would win. I didn't think right. we would not. I don't – if he's going to stick with the man-to-man, how many times did Louisville take us to the paint? A lot. If they got their score, if they got any scoring. Now that was the biggest you know, uh, worry for me from yeah. today was our <laughs> defensive their- game. We let Louisville drop sixty something on us. Yeah. Like that was, yeah, that, that was worrisome. I, I feel like they should have yeah. not broken fifty on us. Maybe so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he could have went to his zone. I mean, at least tried it because they couldn't shoot anyway. He's not going to do that, Marsha. I'm sorry, but he's yeah, just I not. Wish, yeah, I wish he would. Listen I, I, to my all, rant in our last show. Yeah, we've all been preaching that. <laughs> I wish he did go to um, go to his own. And a 2-3, obviously, or yeah, even the yeah. old Joe B. Hall 1-3-1. One, one. With the newspaper. I, I don't want the 1-3-1 one, one because I'm afraid it's backdoor somehow. If, it, it, if you're playing a good team, a good coach. Yeah. But against Louisville, I would have won a 2-3 with ease and made him shoot. You know, we don't have to get in foul trouble. I mean, the only time he substitutes the is the bench is when we get in some type of foul trouble. That's the reason you never see the bench. So, Marsha, yeah. what you're talking about, just so you know, okay, what you're talking about is in-game strategy, all right? It's called – I mean, honestly, it's, it's coaching in-game strategy. 
And yeah. I'm yeah. just going to be honest with you. Calipari struggles with that. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. I mean, he, I mean, we never noticed it when we got him. We talked about that the last time. He's a good recruiter. And we had recruits like John Wall that could coach their stuff. We didn't need that. We were all thrilled over that. We got pulled in. And when you lose players, not to the pro, you lose players to other teams that we need, could have had this year. You know, well, About or four or five years ago, college basketball kind of changed. The – it, it, you know, yeah. it, it was basically you could just land the top, you know, one and done players, and and that was kind yeah. of the landscape of college basketball. But in the last four or five years, it's it's trending yeah. more towards graduate tra- transfers, and now you've got the tra- portal, uh-huh. and and mo- a lot of these teams have, have players that have been around for two, three, four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely, and absolutely. I, I'm so disappointed. I, I think Oscar didn't play as well as he could have either because they kind of manhandled him a little bit. And I thought they're taking us to the paint, guys. Hello, you know, and scoring. This is Louisville, okay? <laughs> what are you going to do in conference? I, I mean, if you can't, if it's going to be man to man all the time, a coach is going to read coach very easily. I mean. <laughs> That's easy to figure out, you know, and all you have to do is double down. But I did think Livingston showed up topping. He is the most athletic player, in my opinion. I've always thought that. And I think he lost his confidence. And I think it's because of coach, because I saw that on his face in the game, sitting on the bench. Yeah. And you can't let that happen too long and let that go on too long, coach, and get him back in the game. Well, because I guarantee you, his athleticism and his knowledge of the game by sitting there, he knows what he needs to do. You know, get him back in there. You know, yeah. don't continue to set him. I, I agree with you. I would also like to see Damien Collins with his athleticism. Yeah. Or oh, me too. What did he say? He said, oh, yeah. Damien is going to get more play. What did he get, a minute? Yeah, I think three I, minutes. Three, min- actually. three minutes. Three minutes yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing for him, or for to me, it would be. You know, I don't know what other fans think, and I don't care. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm like, coach, you say you're going to do something, then do it. Yeah, you, know, you can talk it, but I'm not sure you can walk that. Well, Brad, on our you last know, show with uh, Mar- Marsha called into our show on, on Thursday, and we talked about Damien a lot. Like, where has Damien been? Like, why isn't Damien playing? Yeah. And, did, of course, he didn't play at all yeah. against Missouri. But, yeah, to then only get three minutes today against Louisville. Right. Like, three minutes. After, I mean, and after against, he said, against a very bad, mediocre Louisville team who is yeah. not nearly as athletic yeah. as Damien Collins. Yeah, right. Or you know tall. what I mean? Like, right. His own lineup again, just about. He played safe to beat. So you you let an opportunity go by to waste that you could have gained some minutes and experience for Uganda for Damian Collins, and they could have got out there and gained some experience. Now here it is. You know they get two minutes, three minutes. It's we're behind the eight ball. We're behind the eight ball for conference. There's no question in my mind. And I still think a line will be drawn for him. I didn't think we would lose against Louisville, but mm. we should have beat him by a lot more. But that man to man and driving us to the paint like every other team does. And this is Louisville. 
And I'm like, okay. I will say we you did know? start strong. It, it gave me the the 2015, 2014-15 uh, UCLA Champions Classic vibes when we it was like 24 to nothing at the beginning. Like we were taking – I mean, I was happy with how the first few minutes of the game went, but then we uh, kind of took our foot off the gas, it seemed like. Yeah, and they came up within nine points. I yeah, nine. or eight. And I think I, I cut it to oh, eight. Hell no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Was that in the like first a, half or second when they cut right. it to eight? You know, the bench Sutton, he doesn't even know them. I think I that mean, was – We don't know them. We don't see them. I mean, yeah. if you ask our opinion, it's like, how can I tell you if I don't see them? I think you know, that was like, um, in the second half when we cut it to eight. Wasn't it, Marsha, when we, when we cut it to eight in the yeah, second half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Yes. Um, Fort A&M vibes. Like, oh, well. <laughs> well – yeah, four day and M vibes, Caden yeah. says. Well, what do you think, Marsha, about before we let you go about uh topping? Like what do you think like going forward, like he has the confidence he needs to kind of take off from here? Do you think uh, I mean what, where do you think he stands? Yes, I do. As long and that comes from the coach. I'm sorry. You know, you if you punish and yell and scream and you're not playing well and you're playing a three man guard, which topping, remember I told you got lost out there. And mm-hmm. got yanked. That three man guard was not, it's not good for Oscar. It's not good for Toppin. Now, Livingston out there with them is good. I, I don't take nothing away from him. But like, again, he's still a freshman, needs coaching, but he makes a difference, you know. But you can't go with a three man guard. We're not consistent. You, if you're not going to be consistent, you're just wasting the game away. Yeah. And dying by the three. I thought the starting li- I thought the starting lineup today was probably right with Toppin and yeah. Livingston at the three and Livingston at the three. Don't y'all think he's the most athletic person we got on the team? In all honesty, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so you know, I saw him sitting on the bench. I'm so mad. I saw the look on his face, and I thought, you know, you better get back in. Yeah. You know, once you lose confidence, it's a little hard to get back. You know, and then you expect to perform. But don't put him in with a three-man guard. He looks better with with Wheeler and Wallace, you know, out there in Livingston and Oscar. That's a lot better. Oh, I think so. A lot better. I agree. Um, No doubt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, anything else, Marsha, before we let you go? No. I just wanted to say hello to you guys, and I was thinking about you. So, well, well, thank you for uh, for calling in. We always appreciate it, and um, happy new year to you. Happy new year! Thank you, Marsha. Thanks, Marsha. You're great. All right. Well, thanks so much. Have a good day. You too, guys. Later. Uh, And then I think we got. Clyde too was wanting to call in there. If the phone lines are lighting up, they're getting like missed calls during uh during the other calls Going. and everything. Like a producer. <laughs> it's a good Yeah, Clyde said somebody he was wanting to call in. He may still be on with us. Yeah, he may still call in here. Oh yeah, here he is right here. I'm getting three in a row here. Big trifecta. What's going on, Clyde? How you doing? Hey, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, Shout out to Bryce Young and Will Anderson for playing in their ball game. <laughs> yeah. You know, I am, I am yeah. so ashamed of Will Anderson and Chris Rodriguez. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. We gave you all everything, and this is how you want to repay us. And not only that, we got blown out. And yeah. I, that's the first time I've, I have not 
that's the first time I've seen Kentucky not score in I don't even know how many years because even even when we were like bad, we would still score. We didn't we didn't go like any games scoring like we had some games where we just had seven, but I mean at least we scored. I mean well, so I think the last time we got shut out, Clyde, was against Georgia, and it was the exact same score, 21 to nothing. And that was yeah, that's four right. or five years ago? Four or five years ago? That was when we had Bowden Ball, I think. Wasn't oh, it? yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's right. It wasn't very long ago. It was like four or five years ago or something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's when we had Bowden Ball when uh, and C Rod dropped that pass in the end zone, which with that kind of would have changed changed the game. That's the game that it was raining really hard and everything. Yeah, yep, I think I so. Yep, that um, was his first uh, road game as a quarterback. But uh, no, today not only was our largest margin of defeat, but it was our largest deficit in a bowl game in the history of Kentucky football. Oh, Twenty one points. So. That's terrible. That's absolutely dog crap. That is like the most dogest crap ever. Yeah. He wouldn't say crap on our podcast. I did not even really really watch it. I was mainly paying attention to the basketball game because I'm in basketball mode anyways. I'm not worried about football anymore until the next football season. But, uh, you know, I want to – yeah, he he should have played more minutes. I mean, heck. Yeah, he really tried to throw him the line. He caught it, went down, then he dunked on the dude. If you see that, if I'm the coach, and if I see that, I'm leaving and and then you, him the rest of that half because, you know. But then he, he gets, gets jerked out. Long. After a play like that, he gets jerked out and doesn't get put back in. He played three minutes. Yeah. That's what I don't get about Cal. I mean, after somebody does something good, like after Reeves <laughs> hits a three, he takes him out. After Collins dunks it on somebody's head, he takes him out. It's just I don't get it. And then not only does he take him out right after that, he never sees the floor again. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like I, Cal has his favorites or something. I mean, there's something there. I mean, how on earth does that happen is what I want to know. Well, I mean, he did the same thing with Adu. He said, it's Adu's time next. Piero's going to play. And then he, like, doesn't come in until we're down 18 in the Missouri game. And then with Damian, yeah, he's like, Damian's the guy next and plays three minutes today. It's just – The same kind of thing happened in a turning game a year or two ago, and we ended up losing. I'm laughing at that because it's the truth. Like, it's funny. Like, I mean – you know, you you don't when somebody does that, like when somebody throws you lob, you don't catch up in the air, and you just like actually dunk on the dude, pick it up and dunk on the dude. You have to stay in. But that's what he's done with all of these players. He's done that with Bryce Hopkins. He did that with um, well, Khalil Whitney didn't want to do anything when he played here anyway, so he Cameron Fletcher. Yeah, Cameron Fletcher. Not about him. Forget about Charles Matthews. Matthews. Too. He went to Michigan. Same thing as Charles Matthews, and that's why Charles Matthews left and dominated at Michigan. Went to the national championship game and almost won it. But I mean, he was—I think he was the best player on their team that year, to be honest. Johnny Juzang yeah. did the same thing at UCLA. Johnny Juzang, yeah. Yep, all these okay. guys. Yeah, Juzang, yep. It's one thing if I thought that may have just been a coincidence that Johnny Juzang went to UCLA and started playing well there. It's like okay, but then it's happened with Keon. It's happened with Bryce Hopkins. You know, it, it's it's becoming a pattern. It's, I don't think it's a coincidence these guys take off at other schools. Well, I mean, I mean listen, 
You look at Damien Collins right now. If he goes somewhere else, do you not believe in your heart of hearts that Damien Collins has enough talent that he'll go somewhere else and star? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He will, won't I he? Gone. I really do. I, I think in my heart, Collins is gone after this season. He's not going to come back. He needs to go somewhere where he can be utilized for his athleticism because that's what he is. He's an athletic freak, and that's what his you, – you know, he's just an athlete. He's athletic. He's bouncy. He's got the highest vertical on the entire team. It's like 40 How inches or something. not play somebody yeah. like that? He's even got a higher vertical than Zion Williamson. How do you not play him? Keon made some kind of tweet the other night. I, I really don't get it, Clyde. I really don't. After we lost to Missouri, Keon tweeted like some emoji, like uh, oh yeah, he, like a crying a hand emoji. I saw that. Yeah, or a, like a hand emoji or something. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't really blame him, honestly. No, me neither. I mean, I love, I miss Keon. I really do. I miss. Man, Keon, I, he was one of my I favorite know, players. But of, like Keon, not one. Me not wanting Keon to stay, but now I'm like, I actually wish he did stay. Yeah, yeah, we're well, and I think he knows that. I think we all were kind of pushing him out the door, and now we're wishing we had him back. I mean, I was watching. Kansas not me, Keon. Not me. Yeah. If you're if you watch this, it wasn't me. It's all I'm saying. I'm sure Keon's out there watching. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Brad's team, Keon, trust me. I know that wholeheartedly. I I know that from the get go. He is Team Keon, and can you blame him? I don't blame him. No, I, I, mean, I, killing it. I was He's killing it, man. I was watching Kansas today play Oklahoma State, and somehow Kansas came back and won that game. But I couldn't help but thinking, well, if That's we where went he to went Kansas, off. it is. But yeah, if we went to Kansas right now today, we'd get completely destroyed. I, I thought we were going to get completely we destroyed get by twenty points. Yeah, I thought we were going to get destroyed this time last year, but then we went in and and uh, and beat him. But if it weren't for Keon, we wouldn't have. <laughs> so Keon yeah, went off that night. That game. Yeah. He had 27 points. It was a career high for him. And it's crazy because he should have been averaging like at least uh, 14, 15 every game. And I don't know, some games he just didn't do anything. But uh, it's all a mental thing in your head, you know. You got to go out there and you got to want to score 15. You got to want to score uh 18, 19, 20. It's all a mental thing as well. It's all mental. That's all this is. It's, it's a mental game, and it can either make you or break you. That is what this sport's for. That's what all sports are for, to make it or break you. So it's all a mental thing as well. Either you show up or you don't. It's on you. It's not on the coach. It was well, the coach to get you prepared, but they can't go out there and perform you perform for you you got to go out there and do it yourself and you got to step up to the plate when it matters and i i haven't watched keon like play i've just seen his numbers since he's been over there but i wonder if he's like taking long twos or i, I like i wonder what his shot selection is like because it was long twos at kentucky and they went in one time and it was that night at kansas so i'll show you i'll Speaking tell you what i know we get, so i just I looked think, at his stats not too long ago and he's not shooting in bunches of numbers, but he is shooting 33% from behind the three-point line at Washington right now and oh, hitting about God. one a game. And hitting about one a game. Yeah. Hey, if you bet money on Michigan right now, you're an idiot because they're getting destroyed. Oh, what's the game? What's the score of that game? 
21 to 6 TCU in the third quarter. Oh. Well, I was about to make and fun Michigan, of uh, and, and Michigan keeps getting stopped in the end zone. Keeps getting stopped and now they're kicking another field goal. Yeah. But don't make this because they're like right there on the ten yard line. He's not gonna miss this. But uh my money I got I don't I don't bet money on these games, but I got Georgia winning big time. I hope they <laughs> rip Ohio State soul out. <laughs> I yeah. really do. I hope they just rip them apart because um Georgia's got the best defense in the entire country. So yep. I'd see what CJ Strauss could do against that. I mean, he couldn't do anything against Michigan's defense. What makes you think he's going to do anything against Georgia's defense? Well, I mean, you know I'm a Kentucky fan, fan right? Anything. I mean, come on now. Brad well, said, you, you know, know I'm a Kentucky fan, fan right? Like, well, I'm sorry. I said, no, you know Brad. I'm a Kentucky fan, right, Brad? Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. No, okay, well, the reason why I ask it because I'm fixing to say something. I want to make sure you know that I'm a Kentucky fan first, but I go dogs. Know. That's I all I'm going to say. How long? Like, since you were like, what, seven or eight? Birth? Yeah, man. Well, you've been yeah, because I heard you talking. I mean, birth, basically, yes. Yeah. I mean, I remember the Dirk Minifield uh, – I can vaguely remember the Dirk Minifield dunk where he goes up, up over top of the guy on the rim. That was the number one I mean, in UK history. That's still number one to this day. Yep. Yeah. Patrick Sparks was whenever I first started he watching. Over that dude, man. He was cra- that was crazy. I mean, but he was he looked like he was fifty inches off the floor. Dirk Anderson dunk against Louisville. Yeah, that's when he Derek like Anderson. Michael Jordan, he like literally yep. Michael Jordan that dude, literally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then don't forget James Young's dunk in the Final Four when he dunked over like UConn players. I posted. I posted on Twitter the other day um, the top five Kentucky dunks and that James Young dunk. Perry Stevenson was number five. The UNLV dunk. Yeah, he was. Yep. Yeah. An NIT dunk. People forget that dunk that Pointers had against Wisconsin when like Aaron Harrison. No, Andrew Harrison gave him the ball, and then, like, he floated up in the air, and he had to move his arms to the side. He dumped on the dude, and he got an A1. People forget about that, though. Mm-hmm. So that should be, like, top at least 20. I mean, heck, Paul, he, he, he got an A1, too. But I can't remember if he made the free throw or not. But uh, those dunks were awesome, too. I mean, you know. Jeff Brasso so, uh, had a putback dunk in uh, out in the Maui, Maui Invitational against Arizona that won the game that was nasty. He done it with his off hand too. Jeff yeah. Brasso, this was like 92 or something um, like that. It was a long time ago. Y'all probably don't remember, but I'm telling you, it was nasty. Jeff Brasso was a 6'4 guard. Well, Claude, have any have any other big points before we let you go? Um, wait, what, what did you say? Sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, you have any other points before we let you go? Well, um, I'm just glad that we ended the year off with the win. Let's, uh, let's get out of 2022 by, and let's just focus on this upcoming year because what happens this half of the season is what really matters. I know December games right. matter too, because you play big opponents. I know that. I know November matters, too, because you play the Champions Classic and stuff. I know that. 
But these games and conference plays kind of really tell where this team is. But today was a feel-good game. It I was. liked the way they played. I know Louisville's crappy. I get it. I know. But it was just good. And it was good to see Toppin just have confidence. It was just good to see him go out there and play and be happy. I mean, it was just good. So I'm You're right. And as far as the football team goes, I didn't really watch the ball game much. But um, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. Well, you're right that it was a feel-good game against Louisville today. I mean, Drew Franklin tweeted, let today be a reminder that no matter whatever life throws at you or how bad you think things get, at least you're not a Louisville fan. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, saw your, right. I saw your uh, Facebook post about that. Like, before I clicked on the show, I saw it. And I'm like, yeah, well, we know how much Drew hates Louisville, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Like, he like he hates the Pacers as much as he hates Tennessee. Uh, and that's saying something. But uh, there's a few well, of them that I don't like, Clyde. Or should I say Happy Blue Year to all you guys? Uh, I think it's like and uh, enjoy your rest of the New Year's Eve for the rest of 2022. All right, man. Happy New Year, and thanks for calling in as always. Thanks for listening. Hey, Clyde. Thanks, Clyde. I appreciate it. Guys. All right. Thanks, Clyde. All righty. Have a good one. Hey, well, one more thing. I know you wanted to get that the talk about the college football playoff stuff, probably. But one more thing, a little, little fun debate. I, I thought uh, I, I was going to bring up um, in our episode right. on Thursday, um, but it, our show ended up being really just complaining about Kentucky basketball for the whole episode because that's you know <laughs> what it was. So yeah. we didn't get to all of our topics, um, right? But this was this was on our topic. So the biggest uh, th- this Mitch Barnhart burner Twitter account is hilarious, uh, but he does post some good like scenarios on there. Uh, he said, "So what is the biggest what if in the history of Kentucky basketball?" And he posted four different options here. So what if okay. Jody Meeks had stayed? Jody Meeks had stayed for Cal's first year, and Wall and Meeks would have played together. Yeah, yeah. Option number one. Uh, okay. What if Patino had never left for the Celtics? That's a pretty big okay. gift there. What if Tracy McGrady would have come to Kentucky? Or, he was pretty good back in the day. Or what if they had? What if they had have called the shot clock violation against Wisconsin? Those are the four options. Well, if Patino okay. stayed, we'd probably have more championships. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to run through each one of those. The Wisconsin thing, we probably would have went on and win the championship. Oh, I mean, yeah, that team was good enough. We were we, we were going to win the championship. Yeah. yeah. Um, Patino, if Patino stays at Kentucky, and, and I'm not even going to sit here and pretend that he would have stayed there, whatever, 22 years or whatever it's been now, 23. Yeah or four years. I mean, even if he would have stayed another 10 years, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that we would have won three more championships. But what if we years? could also yeah. be the laughing stock, which is Louisville basketball right now, if he would have stayed? He wouldn't have had to do that if he was at Louisville, if he was at Kentucky. He had to do that at Louisville because it was Louisville. But at Kentucky, you wouldn't have to do that. Probably. Yeah, Louisville, That's he won a championship, and then he got in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah. But he, but he was already doing stuff with that championship. I think they're too. all doing stuff. 
Yeah. Now it doesn't um, matter anymore. I mean, <laughs> Adam brought up a good point last night on Wildcat Sports Talk. He was like, with the NIL and everything, he said violations doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. That's true. Um, There's a it, big gray area now. That um, I mean, back but in we, the day, we, we I could come up with another me. what if. Back yeah. in the day, we um, Joe B. Hall thought he had Ralph Sampson. Um, mm. Ralph Sampson was supposed to sign with us. Um, I, I can tell you another one. He also thought he had Moses Malone, but Moses Malone actually college and went straight pros even in the seventies. People wasn't doing it. Um, hey, but, uh, Tubby thought he had Tyler Hansborough. Yeah, and and Dirk Carolina. Dirk Nowinski. Actually, Dirk yeah. was 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 um, possibly sure, coming to UK. One, yeah. Dirt. I mean, yeah, and that was that was Tubby, I think. Yep, uh, that would have been a heck of a get. Uh, but yeah, with Patino, I mean, obviously won in '96. We would have won '98. It's uh, if you if you take Patino and replace Tubby with Patino, we still would have won. And then I think he gets one more in there. I think we easily had three more, you know, two more championship. Well, I guess it would just be one more championship than we have right now. But I think Patino would have won three. Yeah. Uh huh. At least. Oh, I'm- but that Wisconsin I, I, game is probably the most painful game of all time. Yeah, it was. You wasn't. You wasn't around for nineteen ninety two Duke, was you? Oh, I, I see the replay about a hundred <laughs> times a year. Um, are, but are you telling me that? Not. Uh, I'm not talking about just that one stupid play that everybody plays over again. I'm talking about the entire game. The stomp. The stomp. Yeah. I mean, the entire game. I mean, you talking about a heartbreak. I, I, I mean, seriously. Now, 84, the three for three against Georgetown. And I, I was a little bitty boy then. I was like nine. And I literally sat on the steps and cried when that game was over with because Sam Bowie was one of my favorite players of all time. But I was nine years old at the time. But I'm going to tell you right now, in 92 – I was almost 18 years old when that game was played. And, I mean, it broke my heart. I'm not even – like, that game broke my heart. It really did. Um, I, And it's because it was such a war, and damn it, we thought we had it won. Sean Woods hit that shot, and we thought we had it, man. Yep. And I will, I will to the to the death of me. If you slow that down, it wasn't. This is before the point. This is before the like all the new camera stuff and the you know and and all that you know go to replays and all that kind of stuff. If you slow that damn thing down on video, the ball is still in his hands when the clock says zero. Yeah. Oh, in Leitner's hands? I, I promise you. Yeah. We should know. It's how, right how many there. They showed, it. they showed it today on CBS on the intro to the Kentucky-Louisville game. I was like, come on, guys. Like, it's it's yeah. December 31st, and we're playing Louisville, and you're showing the Leitner clip. Like, come They on, need to be guys. showing that DeMarcus Cousins elbow instead. <laughs> yeah, they Listen, should. And that was I, don't, I don't even say his name still to this. So, <laughs> yeah, I've, y'all got it said, yeah, so yeah. I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, are you telling me if, if Jody Meeks played with John Wall, 
that may have been the difference maker in that West Virginia game when we couldn't hit the broadside. Well, that was the one piece that we missed. That team, the only thing that we didn't have is a shooter. Yep. And here we are in 2022, still don't have a shooter. (laughs) Well, we have have Kaysen, I guess, this year, but – yeah, that's been the the problem with Cal teams all along is not having shooters. Well, I mean, who have we had that have been good? I mean, Jamal Murray. Deron Lamb. Right? Uh, Deron Lamb. Deron Lamb, Lamb, Lamb was, was pretty good. Yeah, Lamb was pretty good. Booker. Tyler, Tyler uh, Hero. Tyler Hero was pretty good. Could do it. Create and make yeah. his own shot from Quick, out there. Quickly ended up being pretty good. From out yeah, there. quickly could Emmanuel be Corker. second year. His second year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's been a while. But yeah, that 2012 team, man. Um, like we had all the pieces: Davis, Lamb, and Miller was the ultimate six man. It was awesome. Terrence Jones. I was looking at at our schedule. Like the next four games, we play LSU, and we play at Alabama. Then we play South Carolina, and then we play at Tennessee. Well, what do you all think our record is there? Can you go through those again? I'll tell you. That LSU. that's your mom. Is she is she talking about the, the ninety two game? She's, yeah, I assume she is. Yeah, is she talking two yeah. game? Okay, I just wanted to ask. I wanted it up there. By the way, that's Coleman yep. Scott's mom. <laughs> it is. It is. At least Marie Scott in the comments. Hi, Coleman Scott. <laughs> yeah, so, nice, nice hat, uh, Lisa. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's I literally just got it. Just got it yesterday. It was a gift, like Christmas present. It, well, yeah, I guess it's uh, in between my birthdays on the seventeenth, so it's a, it's a weird in between between Christmas and what what's what's a Christmas present, what's a birthday present. So uh, this will be a birthday early birthday present. But uh. So do we beat Alabama and Tennessee is basically the main question there. Well, I think we beat LSU. And then it's at, at South Carolina. What's South at Carolina's Alabama. record? I'm no, not we play at Alabama next after the LSU game. Yeah. Well, but is it at South Carolina? No. It's at, and there's at seven home. and six. Yeah, it's at home. Okay, then I think we beat LSU and South Carolina and Lexington. Uh, I don't. I think we go two and two. I don't think we beat Alabama. I'm not comfortable saying we beat Alabama or Tennessee on the we road. We need to win one of those. Well, we're not going to. <laughs> That's depressing. Listen, the way we've played, unless unless we shoot lights out and play way better than we have played, I don't see it either. To be honest. Now, do we need to? In January, the only games can. that matter. Alabama, Tennessee, and Kansas. So we need to win at least one of those. Yeah, we got we got Alabama, <laughs> we got yes. Tennessee, we got Kansas. I think the most likely out of all those that we win, uh, Kansas at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah Kansas is at home. Yeah. Yep, and we're probably not going to win that one. I mean, we might. If we win out at home, though, I mean, what's the worst record you think we could have? I'm going to tell you right now, after the game the other night, 
I mean, I know I've seen a couple of people like putting us at like 19 and 12 or 2011. And, you know, and you think, gosh, could that really happen? You know, like, I mean, you know, is that something that this team could, you know, that could really happen? So I actually sat down and was looking at the SEC schedule. And I was looking yep. at January schedule and I was looking at February schedule. You know, so we have the Alabama and the tennis and the and the Kansas game. Mm-hmm. But we also play a tough home game against LSU. Um and yeah, that's not a given. To end, and to end the month, we go on the road to Mississippi. That's the last game in January. So that five games in January in January that could possibly be we could struggle with and have losses. Yeah. Okay. And then you look mm-hmm. at February. February, we have a home game against Arkansas. Yep. We play at Mississippi State. We play a home game against Tennessee and a home game against Auburn. That'll all be yep. tough games. That's nine. That's four more. That's nine games right there that is going to be tough. And then we end the year at Arkansas, March the 4th. So that is Uh-oh. 10 games. That's 10 Out of games. How many SEC, how many conference games do we have? There's 18. And we've already lost one. So if we've got 10 games, I mean, do we even do we go five and five in those ten games? We could we could easily go five hundred in the SEC, which would probably which would we make the tournament if we do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. You know, I I think these ten games that I just brought up are going to be the telltale sign as of now. Kentucky has zero quad one wins. Yep. In Cuscoe. Zero. Yeah, we don't have a we don't have an NCAA resume right now. I mean, our best wins against Michigan. So, are- so we have 10 games that I just mentioned to build something to get three, five wins out of. And it's gonna be tough. You know, yep. If we can do that. You know, if we could go five and five in those games and win the other games in the SEC and wind up being 10 and six, since we already lost to Missouri, um, then I think that would be a pretty good um, improvement for what I've seen so far from this team, to be honest. Uh, now, is that where Kentucky fans want to want want us to be? Of course not. Is that where I want us to be? Of course not. I want to go through and win nine out of those ten games and blow the doors off everybody. <laughs> that's what I want, and that's what Kentucky fans want. That's what you know. The we opened the show with the Matt Jones thing, you know, talking about expectations, and and I, I'm sorry, um, you can't. You can't tout just how special this place is and how crazy the fans are. And you can't, you can't on big blue madness come in and in your suit and tie and sit up there and have a, 
you know, um, a, a State of the Union, big blue nation speech for six, eight solid years. To be years fair, this year he said like 10 words. Uh, yeah. Like I, idea. Yes. But he's, he done that for six, eight years when, when everything was going good. Can't yeah. do that when everything's going good and then turn it around and act like the fans shouldn't care when things are going bad. That was my point. I mean, there's, there's like, there are, we were talking about on our show on Thursday some sort of catastrophic scenarios. And one catastrophic scenario was going to be if we lost to Louisville. I think another catastrophic scenario is if we don't make the NCAA tournament. And then I think the third catastrophic scenario is if we don't get to the second weekend in the tournament. Obviously, if we lose in the first round. But even if we lose in the second round, that's going to be like Cal's not going to be able to recover from that. We have to at least make the Sweet 16 this year. Um to even for Cal to even like, um, I, I don't want to say not, like, you can't say not get fired. He's not going anywhere, but for, for Cal to even like be at least a little bit okay or on par with the fan base. Well, the pressure is going to be on if, if yeah. we don't make the tournament. Yeah. I mean, you oh, re- I mean, this would be y'all, the third, y'all realize uh, that we have zero. March Madness wins since zero. It's insane. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And one, I mean, one SEC tournament win against Vanderbilt. Right. Tubby, Tubby yeah. didn't even make it that I mean, long with that, with those records. Nope. No, it's, it's not good. This is Kentucky basketball. We're not talking about, you're not coaching at, Florida or Vandy or, you know, nope. I'm sorry. There's, there's tons of other schools out there that, you know, you can, you can go 20 and 10 year in and year out and they're going to be pretty happy with you. That's not yep. cookie basketball. I mean, it's just not Billy Gillespie. No, not. I want to throw this out. So before today's game, John Calipari was 43 and 28 in the last 71 games. Okay. That was record. 43 and 28 in the last that was two seasons plus the 12 games before today in this season. 71 games, his record 43 and 28. Billy Gillespie's record here was 40 and 27 in two years. That reminds me. Of he something. made the tournament one of those years, didn't he? One of those two years, too. Yes. I, I mean, honestly, guys. Yeah. That that right there is a tell-all. I mean, you're talking. He's got three more wins. Of course, forty and sixty and twenty-seven is only sixty-seven games compared to seventy-one games that I was saying for the last two plus years for Calipari. So he's got four mm-hmm. more games. He's got three more wins, but one more loss. Yeah. Than Billy Gillespie. Well, I just saw that St. Saint Peter's in Kentucky, we talked about this stat, uh, in their last 73 games uh, have the same record. St. Peter's and Kentucky do. And then Kentucky football, I guess they're even now, but Kentucky football yeah, had a higher winning percentage than Kentucky basketball in their last 75 games. So, right. Um, yeah. 
now it's the same. And I love I'm I'm the biggest Kentucky football fan on the planet, but if you're Kentucky basketball, no, you just I mean, I remember John Calipari said when he first got here that Joe B. Hall told him, uh, coach, it's okay if you lose a game, it's two when people start getting on you when you lose two games. And uh I mean that wasn't <laughs> really an exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, Joe B. Hall was telling the truth. Yeah. And he also loved one three one. Zay Joby Hall loved playing zone. So he did. I'm telling you, Joby Hall knew know, know what he was doing. Uh he had some struggles here. Joby Hall did at, at UK. Um he had a he had a thirteen and thirteen year. Joby did. Um, so what what so, was the I different mean, what was the difference last year in like, how were we – our margin of error was, like, so crazy last year. Like, where we could beat Tennessee, Kansas, and North Carolina by 30 and then lose to St. Peter's. Like, how – what was the difference in those games? Was it just our shooting? It wasn't that we – Okay, ran so I'm going to start time. it out with saying this. I believe – and this started – Somewhere around maybe the 18 season, mm-hmm. somewhere around there, maybe. Um, every year when it comes tournament time, Calipari downplays the tournaments, downplays the SEC tournament, acts like he doesn't even be there. He, he relays that in almost every message that he speaks, every time you see him, it it's bound to fall on the team. And in my opinion, the last three years or so, when it came time, the team just hasn't – I mean, you look at the SEC tournament the last three or four years that we played, hadn't – they just they hadn't been good. I mean they 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 can't even really win an SEC game. They we struggled. We got a struggle win last year against Vanderbilt. Yeah, we should have lost that game. Yeah. Yep. All these other guys that come in, I, it's just so frustrating. Like all these transfers that come in to Kentucky and don't play well here, and they play so well at the other schools. Um, I was thinking about that. Is, is Oscar the only transfer we've had that has played better at Kentucky than he did his previous school? Or would you count Dave, Dave on Mintz, maybe? I don't even know if I'd count maybe. Mintz. He's probably better at Creighton. I mean, he's probably more of a threat yeah, at Creighton. But, uh, yes, he does downplay it, Marshall says, and he's never prepared for the tournament. He underestimated St. Peter's as well as Purdue – did also. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, it's not like St. Peter's lost in the second round. I mean, they went to the Elite Eight. Is that right? St. Peter's did? Yeah, they, they did. They made the Sweet 16. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, they went to – they beat Murray and Purdue, so they went to the Elite Eight. So it's not like – I mean, they beat some other other guys too, right? One just us. Uh, right. But, uh, but still. But they still shouldn't beat Kentucky basketball. No. <laughs> if we're the best. I mean, yeah. Josh, Josh says he's made it made it to Texarkana, Texas. I, I yeah, bet they I don't have it. as good a beer as uh as the other place. 
So, you know, to me, forget all that stuff about downplaying tournaments and everything and get your guys yeah. prepared to play. Mm-hmm. Get yeah, your guys every, prepared to play. That's what I matters. say. Every, every game matters. Like, I mean, play every game like it's your last. Like, play every game with the energy. It, it did felt like, I don't know if you guys agree with me, or if the people in the comments agree, but – I think we played with a different kind of energy tonight than we have all season. I think we played harder today than we have all season. Maybe that's because they're pissed off maybe after like the last since game. Since the Bahamas. Yeah, since the Bahamas. Or maybe well, it's just that Louisville was on thing. the level of the Bahamas teams. Yeah, that's well, that's true. You don't, um, you don't but, have any idea how, how, like, the whole Bahamas thing, I just, I'm just so over the hype on some of this stuff. Show me the real I, – I want to beat the UCLA's. I want to beat the Dukes. I want to beat the North Carolinas. I want to beat the Kansas. Um, now, you you and was talking – I mean, last year, you know, because a whole lot of that is because of the way Keon Brooks played last year. Um, but, I mean, last year we whooped the – you know what, out of Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas. And it was fun. I love that. I mean, honestly, it's uh, it was fun. I love if I had to pick one game last year, I'd pick that game. If I if I had to pick one game that was the most fun to, it would be that game. I loved kicking the, you know what, <laughs> out of Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas. Oh yeah, that was that was fun, and Tennessee at home. I mean, that was yeah. that was great. The, the game where we kind of dedicated to Joby Hall. Um, looks like an article just came out here on KSR about Jacob Toppin kind of post game talked about how his mental state had hit rock bottom before, before this game, uh, his just like confidence level and mental health. He said, quote, there was no bottom before this game. So Marshall was right. I mean, when it came to that, I mean, his, his, it was his confidence was shot. So looks, looks like that would, that played a factor in it. Well, it takes a coach. First of all, it takes a coach that will allow a kid to read his confidence first. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, earlier we were talking about Damian Collins, and Damian Collins comes in and plays and makes and makes a good play, okay, and then gets jerked out and never put back. So – when confidence is already shot, then as a player, because I've been a player, as a player, you go in and think, well, even when I do something good, it's it's not good enough. Yeah, Coleman and I have gone through the same kind of thing with uh, trumpet at times. It's that still that same uh, mental battle. I say in a lot of ways with basketball. Yeah, it's it's very it's very meant like yeah. music is a performance thing. And yeah, having to put your yourself, um, I mean, your your mental state, your confidence level, is really big when it comes to performing. So it's the same way with with sports, no doubt. But you have to you have to allow your players to develop, and and they are going to go through some, some regression. They are going to have bad games. Um, you know, not every time they touch the ball they're going to do something spectacular i mean Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you have to allow them to grow. Just like I'm saying with Damian Collins, when he comes in and makes a good play, I mean, okay, you took him out, but what is wrong with putting him back again a couple of more times for three minutes apiece? Give him nine minutes in the game. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it just goes back to I don't know how you rationalize some of Calipari's coaching decisions, and I think he, des- he deserves criticism for it. I mean, and that's what we're – I mean, he's acknowledging that even in his press conference, I think it was yesterday, he said that uh, that criticism is a tax, quote-unquote, that you pay when you come to Kentucky, that you just – it's it's part of it. <laughs> and uh, the, one, the first comment I saw – uh, in the comments section of that was, well, he, Cal, you should be in prison for tax evasion. It's <laughs> like, oh man, it's funny. Uh, uh, so Josh, yes, Josh, yeah, yeah, yes, and Calipari is so bad in doing that. Yep, I, he is. But maybe it'll get better. Let's just let's hope that in the new year. You know, every, every we just turn a new leaf and and uh, we went out and uh, the road to the championship starts here. So <laughs> let's hope that's what we, that's all that's all we can hope for. Well, I mean, that's all know that is that the Louisville hope. I mean, you know, five Louisville had five total assists. Oh, wow, we had wow. 18. I, I just saw that. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Five yeah, five assists. assists is pretty terrible for. <laughs> A whole, for good. a whole team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty terrible. Uh, I was looking, I was All like, right, wait, so, is that just one half or what? But no. So the third quarter in this TCU-Michigan game is about over with. Um, just looking at that, yeah, 34-22 TCU. It's 34-22 TCU. And I was going to try to update the time. I think 147 left in the 147. Third. Sorry, if y'all can hear that, I've just turned on my iPad. No worries. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll turn, it, left in the third. I'll turn it down, but I just turned on my iPad. Now, I've got Sling TV so I can watch it wherever I want to, most of this stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and I've just pulled up the game. So um, that's what I'm doing. It's 3422. You know, this is a national semifinal game that not a lot of people were giving TCU a real shot at. Um, no, most people, weren't. most people thought that Michigan's defense was going to overpower them, and um, because Michigan's one of the better teams and uh, defensive teams in the Big Ten and the best team, of course, um, they thought they would just kind of overpower them. Um, And I'm going to be honest with you. And you too probably remember this because you wasn't born yet. Probably. I'm not sure. Was y'all remember the leech years at all? Y'all wasn't yet. Mike Leach? When Leach was air raid. Yeah. Mike, when he was at UK. Yeah. I I mean, I I wasn't wasn't watching Kentucky football yet, but I've, I've, uh, no, Plenty about it, I guess. Well, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because so Sonny Dykes, the head coach of TCU, was working under Mike Leach. He was one of the offensive coaches at UK, right? During those years, um, 
and he is now the head coach of TCU, and he runs Mike Leach's offense. That's the reason why they put up the points they do, and he runs a version of Mike Leach's – Mike Leach – Leach, I can't talk, (laughs) his offense. Um, And so um, Josh Heupel – Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Yes. Uh, at Mike Lee, I mean, uh, Lincoln Riley at USC. Lincoln Riley. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, Sonny Dykes' offensive coordinator is Lincoln Riley's brother, Garrett Riley. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, but no, I, I it's, love it's like Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's brother. When Mike, well, Mike Leach coached under Bob Stoops at at Oklahoma, which comes pretty full circle for Kentucky football. But I love just watching the videos of when he was offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. And they, he was like, yeah, I mean, it just makes so much sense. He's like, yeah, we want to put these, uh, these two guys on the, we put like real fast guys out here on the side and they just run down the field and they'll either catch a pass or they'll spread out the defense. We got all this room here in the middle to work with. I'm like, well, yeah, that makes total sense to me. Why didn't anybody else think of it? So, yeah, we put yeah. real fast guys out here. Yeah, I just love how simple he's he is about it. Um, so I don't know if y'all paid attention, but TCU just dropped a bomb. I mean, run it up the gut. Oh, they just scored a touchdown. Well, it's now going to be yards, 40, looks like. <laughs> yep, it's going to be forty-one to twenty-two. Well, it looks like TCU is going to move on. I don't know if Michigan has the high-powered offense. I don't know if Michigan has the well, high-powered I, offense to, to – They just they just kind of panned, panned to the, through the Michigan crowd, and they were all dejected sitting like this. <laughs> they looked like yeah. this. Uh, Do you think uh, – I mean, is, is there any chance that Ohio State beats Georgia? Yeah, I think there's a chance. Um, you know, Ohio State has some really good pieces on their offense. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in the game. I know some Tennessee fans that would get mad because I said that with Hyatt, but I'm telling you, um, Marvin Harrison Jr., he just – He's got that balance, and he can get his feet down even when he's out of bounds. And I mean, he just—he's um, a really good. And they have two or three other wide receivers that have a running back that's good. Um, you know, so could they break a few plays against Georgia? Sure, it could happen. Do I expect it yeah. to happen against Georgia and their defense? No, I don't. But is it yeah. possible? Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's possible. I'm just looking at the spread. It says Georgia by Georgia by five, uh, fifty-seven percent chance. So uh, that's yeah. closer than I thought it would be. It's gonna be Georgia by ninety. <laughs> well, I think this Michigan TCU game. I think they were Michigan was favored seven and a half, I believe, before the. My logical brain says that Georgia's going to win the national championship, but my heart kind of wants TCU to win it at this point. Like, that'd be awesome. I'll be honest like, with I, you. I would, I'd be I'm, kind of, I'm kind of pulling for them. Now, yeah. 
I'm kind of pulling for GCU. It's hard for me to say that I wouldn't pull for Georgia if it's Georgia and TCU. Um, yeah. I, I'm an SEC fan, true at heart, most of the time. There me is too. one SEC team that I, I don't pull for. <laughs> yeah, I, and I guess who that is. There, there is one. Yeah, you got it, Kate. <laughs> there is one. That, now, I will say this. I picked them last night in the Orange Bowl because um, we do game day picks here for College Sportscast. So I did pick yeah. them last night. But as far as pulling for uh, I can't really do that. <laughs> Sometimes right. you have to use your head over your heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, is there, is there any chance after uh, after Mark Stoops leaves? Well, I don't want to. I mean, we talk about replacements for John Calipari all the time, <laughs> but I want to. I, I hope Mark Stoops stays here forever. But as far as replacements for Mark Stoops, whenever he does decide to move on, I think there's John Summerall is somebody we should run after at Troy. Um, yeah. I think that's a that's that's pretty clear. That's a no brainer um, that you know that that we could, that we could go after. You think um, there's a, a few you, years ago? Did. I would have said Neil Brown at West Virginia, but I'm just not yeah, too know. sure about. I'm just not too sure about the job he's done there. Well, you think there's a chance Sonny Dykes would ever come to Kentucky? I don't know, but I really like Sonny Dykes. Well, I mean, just coaching in the SEC, coming back to Kentucky. I mean. Who knows? What makes you say John Summerall, Coleman? Well, he was our linebackers coach, and he's just a heck, uh, you know, under Stoops, and he's a heck of a coach. Uh, he's turned Troy. I mean, Troy's going to be ranked probably in the top, top twenty, fifteen, in the final, maybe top maybe fifteen, top 15 maybe in the final rankings. I mean, he just comes to Troy in his first year as a head coach and twelve and two kills it. Yeah, and yeah. and he's a. Hard nose, like he's a Mark Stoops type coach, just hard nose, kind of good old fashioned football coach. So, yeah, I would love yeah. him. He's a fan favorite too. Like it would be a uh, home run hire. Then while we're at oh, it, I, I, mean, think I, Dwayne, think... I think Dwayne Peavy will probably be our next athletic director after <laughs> after Mitch Barnhart decides. How long, to, to how long has Peavy been here already? Peavy's been in the UK forever. No, he's he's at DePaul now. I think. Oh, is he? He's the athletic director at DePaul. Yeah. He's been there a couple of years. Yeah. When he was with UK, that's oh. whenever we were uh, in our golden yeah. golden years. Yeah. He was at UK for a long time. Yeah, he was. PV was. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he'll be the next athletic director. So, I'm sure. So Michigan, before the third quarter ended. It's got to be. It's under review for a score with nine seconds left in the third quarter. That's how quick. Well, hey, Clyde loves these these uh, ESPN percentage picks uh, or win probability percentages. He's always posting those on his Facebook page. It looks like TCU has ninety two point eight percent chance to win right now. So it's going to be hard for Michigan to overcome. But well, got it down to the one. The play was reversed. It was originally called a touchdown. Spotted it at the one, but they're going to punch it in. Yeah, they just punched it in. Hey, with these, but again, that's before. 
with these playoff games, I just want to see good football. I don't really care who wins. I just want to see good football games. One of my the best football games that I've ever watched um, is uh, the Georgia Oklahoma Rose Bowl a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember that game, Brad. Yeah, that was a really good football game. And then the best football game I've ever watched. I made a post about this the other day. It's 2007 Fiesta Bowl, Boise State and Oklahoma was the most insane football game I've ever seen. I mean, that was just it's just the back and forth. I think Oklahoma was up like 14 with less than a minute left or something, and then Boise State came back and tied it somehow. Like, it's just crazy football game. Right. Um, and Bob um, Stoops was coaching Oklahoma that game. So Right. Yeah, um, Stoops was there a long time. So Michigan doesn't look like they're going to give up. They've, it's now 41 to – did they go for two? Yeah, they went for two. 41 to 30. Yeah, that's right. They, they must have gotten it. Go blue. Yeah, two and got it. Yeah. So it's 41-30. Up, up in Michigan this summer, I ran into the Michigan football team. I was up at those uh, – there's these sand dunes up in northern Michigan that are – everybody. it's like a national park. Everybody goes to see them. You can walk up and down the sand dunes, but it takes you a long time because it's, you know – the sand is steep, but I think they were pretty much like working out, like running up and down them up there. And so the whole Michigan football team was there. It's kind of cool to oh. see them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's Didn't see John Harbaugh, but, but I, I saw that that running back that plays for Michigan. That's I forget his name, but he's so famous. So if they can run up and down those sand dunes, I think they can run it up and down TCU too. So we'll see. Yeah, they're preparing. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, so what did y'all think about the Sugar Bowl real quick? Bama put it on Kansas State today in the well, Sugar Bowl. Well, it looks like. I was going to say uh, that the committee messed up by putting TCU in over uh, over Bama. Justin Bartels so sure. would agree with you. That's a- I did text Justin Bartels. I said, <laughs> I said, Justin, they messed up, but I guess they didn't. I don't know. But – I mean, it goes to show because no Alabama didn't have any opt outs. Bryce Young, you know these guys played played in their bowl game. Um, well, five I, touchdowns. I would Bryce Young. I would say these top four teams in the playoffs probably don't have any opt outs either. Probably. Ohio State does. Some people, I think Ohio State had two at least two people that opted out. Oh, which really? blows my mind. Are How you could serious? you opt out of the playoff? Yeah, I forget <laughs> what I positions, but they were prominent players. I saw it all over. That's ESPN. crazy. Can you imagine if Anthony Davis opted out of the championship game? Yeah, I'm going to focus on my NBA I mean, that's career. just crazy. <laughs> Get all the way to the final four and then opt out. Yeah. In basketball. I mean, just, just imagine. Opt out. I'm just going to opt out of my job today. I'm not going to go in. I'm just going to opt goes, out. It's, that's why we need KPIs. Yeah. we do. <laughs> Full circle. Wow, Mission just picked up a fumble, and there was three seconds on the clock. They had three to seconds run left. One, they had to want, run play to finish the quarter, and they fumbled. Man, I gotta and watch this game. Got it. Yep, it's gonna be a good one. And so, the fourth quarter is fixed to come on uh, the semifinal game, and then after this, of course, Georgia and Ohio State play in the other semifinal um, championship game. So. It should be a fun night of football, and uh, we appreciate you 
getting on with us, chatting, calls. We've kind of had a little bit of everything tonight. Um, yeah. It's been fun. Uh, again, we've been on for two hours, guys. Does it seem like we've been sitting here for two hours? Tom flies when you're having fun. No. Yeah, has has, has, has John Hammonds ever gotten that link? Yeah, has John ever gotten a link? Yeah. <laughs> he, he just he said something out. about he's he's I guess he, he said something up. about his internet had down for a minute or something. I don't know. I yeah. once the show starts, I don't think I can go in there and do that. So I have I'm supposed to do it before. Anyway. I well, we'll have to have you we'll and, have to have you and, guys and on. We'll have to have both you and John on 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 our show too. We'll have to do this again soon for something. Um, Maybe our next bracket or something. All right, yeah, our next next bracket. Yeah, we'll have to do a. Uh, oh, I thought of something good for a bracket. I, I think the funny funniest free throws of all time bracket would be a good <laughs> one. A like of, putting Perry, uh, Perry Stevenson, Perry Stevenson's block free throw in there. Is that's got to be on there? And the one that. Uh, <laughs> The North, North Carolina fans started singing uh, I came in like a wrecking ball and the guy misses it. And yeah, it's there's some good ones out there. There's that one the Kansas player airballed. That's really good. Um, there's some good free throws out there. I think that'd be a good bracket to do. So <laughs> but I was hey, thinking yeah, more no, lines, this, lines of like Rick Barry underhanded or something. Oh, those too. There was that Louisville player a couple years ago that shot underhanded free throws, which is just Another one of the that, many yeah. reasons you can make fun of Louisville. Um, but, uh, but another exactly. reason is that they only had five assists today. So, yeah. Well, yeah, no, this is pretty, this has been pretty bad. This has been great. Yeah, we'll have to have you guys on soon too. And um, yeah, this is this is awesome. Yeah, so it's New Year's Eve, uh, College Sportscast and Talking Kentucky. want to wish everybody a happy and safe New Year's. Um, yes, that's a big we, one. Yeah. Uh, you know, have fun, but be safe. Um, What's your New so, Year's resolution, uh, Brad? Gosh, I try my best not to do New Year's resolutions just oh, yeah. because – they don't like usually three weeks later, people forget about them. Um, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward most to the gyms time. to be full for the next two weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it takes about two, three weeks, and then everybody's like, Ah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, so um, you don't have one. you know, I got one for Kentucky basketball to win the tournament game. There you go. That's a good news resolution. You can't control that. That, that would be a that would be a pretty good you one. Shoot some free throws for him. Yeah, with my eyes closed, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not Michael Jordan. But... Yeah. Close your eyes. Well, hey, it's... Yeah, close. Try <laughs> do it. Heck yeah. That's another one that can be on there. The Michael Jordan uh, eyes closed free throw. Throw that on the bracket. Yeah. Hey, you can. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, hey, it's been fun, and yeah, happy new year to everybody, and happy uh, let's get out of 2022 into 2023. Hope it's a better year for all of us, and especially for Kentucky basketball and football. Um, hopefully, we can 
change some things around and uh it'll be a good good year for the cats happy blue year as Claude would say I say that too, actually. I've been saying happy blue year for a long time. So um, happy new year to everybody. Caden Coleman, I appreciate y'all coming on with me and doing this and having a little fun with me tonight. Honestly, I just got to talking. I didn't get on two hours, to be honest, So until I looked at it. Hey, it was. uh, Our episodes have been going about that long because, yeah, we just, you know, once we get to talking, have all these people in the comments, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. So, wow, Mich. Before we get off there, Michigan just scored another touchdown in forty-seven seconds, and they're going for two right now, and got it. It is forty-one to thirty-eight. I think Michigan fans should thank us because once we started talking about this game, Michigan scored like seven touchdowns. So, (laughs) wow. I mean, and they're. These teams are they're scoring in like 40 seconds. Yeah. I know as soon as we get off here, TCU's gonna go off and win the game. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I mean, golly. Okay. At this rate, it's gonna be like 77 to 74 at the end of the game. Yeah. It is gonna be a Mike Leach <laughs> score. No defense. Yeah. All right, guys. I appreciate Appreciate it. I'm going to end this up. Have a happy and safe new year. And we will see you on Tuesday for our show. I think Coleman and Caden will be on on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, we'll see you on Thursday for our show. 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. So feel free to check check both of our stuff out. You know, we're on everything you can imagine. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter. You know, find us. And right. follow us if, if you like us. Kentucky.wordpress.com. Yeah, yeah, there's there's the website. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're on Linktree, um, and all of our stuff is in one spot on Linktree, Linktree College Sportscast. Uh, you can find us there, and we have a TikTok, and I do a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. TikTok, woman. <laughs> yeah, we need to get a I TikTok. Do. do some dances. I do. I started a TikTok. You throwing a football, me shooting free throws, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, clip, that clip that you have football, that'd be a good TikTok. <laughs> that would be a good TikTok. That'd take off, yeah. Man, if, if, I, if I were a few years younger, I probably could have gotten a scholarship off that clip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Y'all have, have a good night. All right. All right. Catch y'all later. Go ahead.